What is up, Wisconsin? From the inside Wisconsin studios, Trevor, John, uh, that's a kick-ass jersey that you're wearing. That's a flex with the signatures. That's the Miracle on Ice jersey, well, right? You want to take that full? Look at yeah, that. Yes, boy. we should take that full. That is a great 1980, call. 1980, this is before you were born, Trevor, but I'm glad you've heard of it. I have. So, yeah, and That's that sweet. is, uh, let's see, we've got Mark Johnson. That one, yep. And, right. uh, yeah, Badger, Mike, Badger Mike Bob's son. Best that's player Mike, on, right? Best player on the team, two goals against the Russians. Yeah. And then and then Michael Ruzioni, captain of the team, game-winning uh, goal against the Russians. Why are you wearing oh. that? So we're here now because we're representing America and yeah. Wisconsin, and we have Miss America on the show today. And I realize that there's a difference between Miss America and Miss USA, right? Miss yes. America is kind of slotted above. And so we, we cleared this with her. I'm not, I'm not offending her, but this is in honor of Miss America. I have broken out the USA jersey because in addition, in addition to our statriotism, I'm, I'm showing a little national pride as well. And we need to because the nation needs to know Miss Wisconsin, now Miss America, Grace Stanky, and you're about to get to know her. This is an impressive woman that will go wherever she wants to go. We're jumping right in. Miss America on Inside Wisconsin. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Prevea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. John, we've out kicked our coverage. That's Miss America. Yep. Grace, welcome I offered to, to hang up Wisconsin. and leave the conversation. I offered <laughs> yeah, we're to leave done. early. I mean, no, 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 no. Come on back in. Come on back in. I'm just a normal human being. I'm just a girl from Wisconsin, just like everyone yes. else. <laughs> yes. Right, because I was just home and I forgot almost all the girls I saw had a tiara and a sash. There's another there's another Wisconsin girl with a with a crown and a sash. Of course. Why yep, that's, <laughs> we see that every day walking down the street. Oh man. Good oh. lord. So Grace, Grace, thanks for coming on Inside Wisconsin. So pumped to talk to you. Yeah, fantastic. We had too many stupid jocks on this thing. We need some. We need some. We need to be classed up around this joint a little bit. So, oh well, uh, thanks. Well, I'm which, excited to be here. <laughs> a lot of responsibility we're putting on you. That's for sure. Uh, so I am shocked to find out that when one becomes Miss America, you have to give up your state crown. So you're not Miss Wisconsin anymore. No, this is no. crushing. Yes. So I Miss America is a full time paid job similar to Miss Wisconsin. Miss Wisconsin is a full time position. Uh, And once I become Miss America, you know, my my service broadens beyond the state borders a little bit. So my first runner up actually did take my place. Her name is Kyleen Spanbauer. She is the new Miss Wisconsin until the next Miss Wisconsin competition in June. She's a remarkable young woman. Highly, highly recommend booking Uh, her and all the good things. So, yeah, no, she's she's full Wisconsin. I don't know that I can get behind this. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and when honestly it's selfish what if i don't want to share like no this is our miss wisconsin i, don't, I can wear I two don't of want these. to spread you all around 49 other states mm-hmm. you know shockingly i was really surprised at how many wisconsin bookings came through i think that is the mentality i think wisconsin saw this happen and they were like we can't let her leave the state we need oh. to book her 24 7 and that's honestly that's honestly you know i was looking ahead at my summer and like places like rhinelander booked me and i did not expect rhinelander to have that there so i'm super excited and i love wisconsin it's my home state forever a piece of me and it's it's neat to bring miss america back to wisconsin as well all right hell yeah you, you, you assume you say well, we're gonna let you vouch for this other girl this first runner-up she's okay yeah. 
She is fantastic. Her and I, her and I became very close friends at Miss Wisconsin, actually. And I have this really great video of her just like it's a it's a really bad selfie after I won Miss America of just the tears, mm-hmm. the joy, the happiness. Uh, it truly is a sisterhood, and you find some really great friends in the Miss America organization. And she is one of them. She is one of them. I got invited to her wedding. Like I'm gonna be there. So she's a Hawkeye, though. She's a Hawkeye. I know, but sometimes in my heart, I I allow just you know we set aside those differences. Okay. You know, it's like being friends with a Bears fan. You know, sometimes Ooh. you got it. Sometimes you gotta like just ignore it mm. and just focus on the good things. I believe that's, that's check, I believe that's check and mate, Carl. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> with the old Walter Payton background. So we'll move on. Yeah, YouTube got <laughs> okay. it. But she's good. So that's one of the things I was fascinated by. You, you mentioned you became good friends. It, I look at this like a celebration of a sporting victory. However, nobody is excited for who beats them in any other sport but these like this pageant, right? So you get crowned Miss America, and every person that lost is just overjoyed for you. And I'm like, is that fake? Because I'd be pissed. Is that not? <laughs> no, it's actually genuinely super real, which is okay. awesome. Especially at Miss America. Miss America, you're more likely to have a son compete in the Super Bowl than a daughter compete at Miss America, actually. Fun fact. Uh, So when you get to that level of competing for this title, you're already like, I've made it. I'm good. I'm done. Like, this is it. Uh, And it's, it's really awesome because you get to meet a lot of other really incredible people and support them through their journeys. And they support you in turn. Uh, It's just kind of that good relationship that that everybody needs in terms of a friendship. So it's the opposite of Trevor's implying it's the opposite of wrestling where everybody purposely looks like they play like they hate each other. He thinks you all yeah. play nice when you do that. I do give, yeah. I give away this Bowerman award every year, which is the Heisman of track and field. And they have a women's division and a men's division. I tell both mm-hmm. groups now when this happens, they put the camera on the three of you and then they announce the winner. <laughs> and in that initial shot, make sure you smile and don't yeah. go bitch i hate that you know like, <laughs> that so you know the camera's off you yeah that's how you feel or take it back to the room but don't do it immediately mm-hmm. otherwise it looks terrible but um <laughs> so when this happens because uh, i just trev knows i'm always interested sort of in the emotions of things and generally in the job i do i talk to people in the immediate aftermath when they have no you have no mm-hmm. too often the answer is i i can't even describe it well that that doesn't do me any good <laughs> now that you're now that you're away from it and you've had a month or a little more than that, tell me what it's like when you're sitting there and all of a sudden you hear your name called. Like I'm back at that crowning moment or like yep. right at now? that moment, so they're going to go and, and the new Ma- and all of a sudden and you're waiting and there's that tense little kind of yeah. drawn out pause, yeah. which seems like four seconds to me and probably feels like three and a half days to you. Um, yeah. You know what? When you hear your name, bam, what, the what biggest- immediately goes in your head? The biggest thing I can say is it's just like no legible thoughts. It's just pure screaming noises and absolute chaos. Like I said, no legible thoughts. There are no words. If I created an alien language in that moment, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but it was just really exciting. And, you know, stepping into that role also means I'm stepping into an additional $50,000 in scholarships that I've earned. Uh, my time in Miss America, I've now earned almost $70,000 in scholarships. And that speaks to what this organization promotes beyond just preparing great women, but also promoting women's education. So that moment is just like, that was life-changing for me from a educational and a financial standpoint, but also in terms of just, you know, achieving this is a huge success. And I'm, I'm incredibly honored to have this role and represent those women that were on that stage with me. Uh, that's like the felt, the New York marathon that said, when you start the New York marathon, 
money is the last thing on your mind. And when you win, it's the first thing on your mind. I'm good to see that that was that that that, that went into your head like, wow, well, I can, I, we can get rid of some debt. Yeah, it's 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 a very real thing. Like I'm a nuclear engineering student. Engineering school yeah. is not cheap by any means. And typically you don't graduate in four years. I'm very blessed that I initially was supposed to graduate in four years, but now I've got Miss America. So it's getting stretched out a little bit more. Uh, but this is like, it's allowing me to pursue the rest of my bachelor's degree, but also go on and get a master's degree completely paid for, which I had never considered getting a master's degree prior to this. But now I'm like, well, might as well, right? Like what's wrong sure. with that? <laughs> Listen, wow. why leave college any sooner than you have to? I've been I've been in the real world. It's it's not as good. There's no meal plan. Yeah. Adulting oh, sucks. Oh my gosh. I love cooking for myself though. Like <laughs> coming home and cooking is one of my favorite pastimes. A good or a good fish fry from any Wisconsin fish fry. Like you know what I'm talking about when I say that. A good Yeah, Wisconsin have kids fish though. Fry. Grace, get married, have kids. Cooking at home sucks then. You're like, God, what are we gonna have for dinner tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I got a while. I got a while till all that happens. Yeah, we don't have to go that far down the don't road. Don't rush it. You know, don't rush it. Right. We're we're worried about what your schedule is in the next year. We don't need to know beyond. That. True. Barely knows well, what's man. next week. Yeah. So, yeah. I was chatting with a buddy the other day who always asked me, "All right, who's coming up on the show?" And I said, "Miss America." Oh yeah, she was Miss Wisconsin, and she he goes, "She's a nuclear engineering student." I was not I, my friend, not I was a nuclear engineering student and he went off for like 20 minutes about nuclear engineering. So you give us, yeah, it does kind of. So give us the snapshot, if you will, about what you're studying. I assume all of those books behind you are all nuclear engineering books. Like, Oh God, no. Jeez. Bold of you to assume I read my class textbooks. Anyways, but um, nuclear engineering really is is a ton of fun. I describe it as the melting pot of all different types of engineering from a student standpoint. We have to know a little bit of mechanical, a little bit of electrical, a little bit of chem, physics, just a little bit of everything because what goes into nuclear science really requires a lot of different, a lot of different concepts. Uh, But the biggest thing is nuclear engineering really does exist all around us. And I think that's what's really exciting. It's currently powering 20% of America. And there's 60 some reactors across the country. And that's just a remarkable amount of energy coming from that few power plants. Beyond that, it's heavily present in the medicine industry. My dad went through cancer twice and he's alive today because of nuclear medicine. Uh, One thing that people commonly use, MRI machines. That's a Mm -hmm. nuclear technology that when it first came out, it was actually called nuclear magnetic resonance imaging machines, an NMRI machine. People didn't like the word nuclear, so they just got rid of it. And they called it an MRI machine. And now it's a widely used a widely used technology. So I personally am all about kind of breaking this, this poor public perception of the word nuclear and changing that conversation around it. Because nuclear is all around us. Bananas are radioactive and you eat those every day. The sunlight's ah. radioactive. You get, that's, that's a very normal thing. So it's, it's something that like, it really is all around us. And if we embrace that and continue promoting that technology, we can harness that power for good. One more question on that, real yeah, quick. Yeah, go. Are we going did back? You to use, did you just word? Yeah, yes, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> but the first thing out of your mouth when I said, "Tell us about nuclear engineering," was the word "melting." I didn't think that was good. Like you just said, nuclear engineering is the melting pot. Don't we don't oh, want those gosh, things oh, to melt? Point. 
Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, okay. So funny thing. So nuclear, I love that you're okay with associating it with melting, you know? Okay. So yeah, I'm just starting right? because typically people, sound like like, is, actually. Well, typically people are like, it explodes or it goes super critical or like, you know, whatever. And nuclear power plants don't explode. They, they melt, which is correct if they go disastrously wrong. And now keep in mind in the entire 50 years of global nuclear energy history, there's only been three major nuclear disasters. And every single one of those has been relatively well contained except for Chernobyl. But that's an entirely different discussion for a different time. <laughs> because of the culture at the time, you know, it's difficult to say just because there was the, mm-hmm. you know, Soviet Union cut some corners and that was a completely inappropriately no. built power plant to begin so with. So, uh, but it's it's something that you know, nuclear is a melting pot, and I think it's okay to embrace that. You know, salad bowl, salad yeah. bowl versus melting pot. It's good. good. You're stuff. good. Just thought it was like, oop. So then, oh, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so then, do you look at things and see a life expectancy or a half life expectancy on people? Oh, I look at a life expectancy. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> just, you, you never can tell. Uh, you know, people in my business are producers. They're not worried about time. They're worried about back time because they got to always get off and when that happened. Uh, yeah. Tell me about my colleague real quick. How's Laura Rutledge? she nice? I oh, love she her. is wonderful. She I is wonderful. Her. I was able to chat with her a little bit backstage at the Miss America final competition. Yeah. Wonderful young woman. You, but you don't want her job, right? You're safe because this happens. Because I'll be <laughs> honest, I've seen TV and sports. It's much easier than nuclear uh, uh, engineering. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so and she's yeah. So I don't know if you knew that, Trev, that Laura Rutledge, a uh, former Miss Florida that mm-hmm. works for us, does uh, does the, the SEC nation and all that stuff. Sidelines for SEC. She's great. Yeah. Laura Rutledge. She's she's huh. fantastic. Former Miss. Yeah. I think 2012 was Miss mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah, it was awesome. She was at the Miss America competition emceeing the final night. And I just remember there was one point she was literally sprinting to get changed. And I'm like, dang, that girl can not only report the sports, but she can yeah. be a part of the sports too. Because she <laughs> yeah. was running and in heels, which beats any football player, if you ask me. Totally so, a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they always said about um, uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. She does everything he does, but does it backwards and in heels. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Much more impressive. Women can do it all. So yeah, sorry, so. little flex. You there. say you don't look too far ahead, <laughs> but I saw you look down a little. What is your? What's kind of your schedule for the next year? Like, like, and I'm not saying you got to give me a roadmap so we can find you, but like, are there 200 events? Are there everything from state fairs to visiting the White House? Like, what's what? Yeah. Give us a, a overview of what a schedule for Miss America looks like. Yeah, so typically I have appearances that range from the Rhinelander County Fair all the way to international nuclear conferences that I'll be the speaker at. Uh, we are working on things like the White House and things like that. Uh, it's it's really fun because Miss America is shifting into, back into a celebrity sort of role. So it'll be a combination of service and giving back to the community in the form of uh, speaking at these conferences and promoting STEM in women all across the country, but also being able to, to highlight the joy that it is to be Miss America and and the awesome parts of this job. Rhinelander County Fair, White House. I mean, you've come <laughs> in like international nuclear conferences, but by all means, get those hoed eggs in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, I would say. So you've dominated Wisconsin, let's be real. Um, <laughs> and you've won damn near every miss something along the way. Oh, not Tell quite. Us. Not quite, but. <laughs> What'd you miss on? Did you miss? Did you? Because. Last I checked, Why you got you into your thick Wisconsin accent there. Did you miss? Oh, Did oh, you miss? Whatever. Like, 
Oh my gosh. She's okay. Side story about accents. Um, sorry, this is a total digress, but it's fine. Love it. So at Miss America, oh. Miss Nevada is a musical theater major and she is incredible at accents. And every time I would see her, she and I got along really well and it, she would just slip into the Midwestern accent. So after being called into the top 11, we both made top 11. We're standing on stage and it's literally caught on video. I have it on video. We go over, she shakes my hand and we just go, go, pack, go. And it was just a very wholesome moment that I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is nice. This is nice. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, Trevor, I didn't mean to slip into that. It's just natural. Trevor just, slipped into it. it. Yeah, after a second, uh, second scotch and water, or when he's really trying to, you know, cozy up to the guest <laughs> and make it sound like water. he's really in, right, or a third old fashioned something like that. Then he yeah, gets yeah. something but, like it. Oh, oh. But no, really, you've done very well, right, Miss Wisconsin, uh, and it all started back when you were Miss Outstanding Teen, right? Is that the first one? I mean, t- tell us the path to Miss America. Yeah, I started when I was 13 years old competing in the Miss America's Outstanding Teen Organization. So I was looking for more performance opportunities for my violin. And I came across the MAO Teen Organization and I was like, ah, this is it. Like I get scholarships. I might learn how to do my makeup. I get more performance opportunities as a violinist. Uh, And I said, why not? Let's try it. So I competed in state one year Uh, in 2013. I was Miss Wass's Outstanding Teen. And fun fact, Kyleen Spanbauer, the now Miss Wisconsin and this year's first runner-up, she became Miss Wisconsin's outstanding teen that year. I didn't place. I didn't get anything. Uh, I just kind of got the participation award of, okay, here's a scholarship for being here. Uh, But then I went back home and I was like, I really enjoyed competing. I want to do it again. And I returned to state the following year and became Miss Wisconsin's outstanding teen in 2017. So it's really funny because Kyleen crowned me as outstanding teen. And then now as Mrs., we competed together this year and I, I crowned her as Miss Wisconsin. So it's kind of full circle, but I did compete twice for Miss Wisconsin uh, throughout the past two, three years. There was a COVID year. So, you know, we had one state competition, mm-hmm. but there was still two years, you know, as, as the whole world was put on pause for those two years. Yeah. I appreciate you trying to continue to pump her up because I, I know you can tell I'm disappointed a little. I don't know this woman at all. <laughs> she is. She's probably fantastic. But right now, I don't I don't I, I haven't fully embraced. Oh, uh, she is yet. awesome. She really is awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, we're we're still not there yet, but so you <laughs> oh, well, your- you'll get there. You'll get there. Meet her you'll one get- day. Like all you have to do is talk with her for literally two minutes, and you're like, "Yep, respect, I know. got it." I know. <laughs> that's that's probably how it is. But you know, it took a lot. Of, it took a long time for people to get over to uh, get over Brett Favre and invite and, and, oh, and embrace Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so it's gonna take me a little time to get over the old Miss Wisconsin and and, and embrace the new right. Miss Wisconsin. All right, I respect that. Could happen. Uh, I do have this question because you started when you were 13. Uh, I have a daughter who went through dance. I had a son who went through Little League. And mm-hmm. there were enough Little League parents sometimes to drive me nuts and enough dance parents sometimes. But they always seem to get the publicity, right? So we mm-hmm. see toddlers and tiaras and that gets all the thing. Give me the, yeah. give me, give me, you talk about myths of, of nuclear things. Give me, give me a pageant myth that's just like, I get it. It's great for, for the so-called unscripted TV, but that's not how it is. And, and I say mm-hmm. that, like I said, I, I see a little league dad, but for the most part, no little league's really great for kids. Yeah. And so is, so is dance for my daughter, the confidence it gave her ever, even though there was a lady once in a while that was, had a stopwatch to make sure her daughter was in the front row once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me, give me, give me something, explode a myth with, with, with the pageant culture that's probably too prevalent that needs to get tamped down. I'm going to just start by saying, you know, the, the dumb blondes, like that sort of idea of that, yep 
women that compete in competitions like this, they aren't as intelligent as, you know, whatever it might be or whatever standard. But the thing is, is we're the women who really can do it all. We're not afraid to be intelligent women. And whether it's nuclear engineering or this year we had future trauma surgeons, we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had teachers, we had literally any career you could imagine up on that stage representing their career mm-hmm. at this year's Miss America competition. But beyond that, we're not just women who are ambitious about our careers and, and our futures. We're also people who aren't afraid to have hobbies. You know, oh my gosh, I'm a competitive water skier. I love hiking. My, my ideal weekend is camping in a tent in the middle of nowhere. It sounds perfect to me, right? Uh, but that's something that I think is, is a common misconception about, about Miss America is that you know, we're, we are intelligent women that aren't afraid to take on challenges and aren't afraid to, to take mm-hmm. action on our specific issues. Uh, and I, I always say we're the women who can. That's my biggest message about our, our candidates and our competitors moving forward is that we're the women who can and we're not afraid to do it. We're going to get you to FaceTime with Miss Wisconsin, like the real one, before we're done with this. Just so John totally, can say hi. I, I totally could. She might be at work, but I totally could. <laughs> we, we will. We'll see if we can do that in a little bit. We're going to take a break yeah. with Miss America and come back and continue the amazing conversation. Uh, you deserve everything that you've gotten to here, Grace, oh, and we want to learn yeah. more. We're oh, back in a bit. Very much. Very excited. Inside Wisconsin with Miss America, Grace Stinky. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Prevea Health, and the University of Wisconsin Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. Do you get polar vortexes in Connecticut like we do here? That's a thing. Does that mean like snow? I, you know, listen, they're coming up with new names from all the time. I don't know what a yeah. bomb cyclone is. It just, it's either. <laughs> I knew that you had a snowstorm or a blizzard. Those were the only two things. And now nor'easter, we get nor'easters. Yep. What is Which, that? Way, it's just like a snowstorm. Oh. It just because it's where it originates and then where it hits and if it parks over the Long Island Sound and spins around a little bit and it snows a bunch. That's all it Got is. It. it snows a lot. It snows a lot. Well, it does that here too? Uh, and when it does, we're all stuck inside. It's a perfect time for a Miller Lite. I was thinking too, the best way to get away from all the winter weather. Spring training is coming. I think pitchers and catchers report like within days. So jack for that. Oh, wow. Miller Lite tastes good in the winter with friends and also in Phoenix with the Brewers. So wherever you choose, whether it's a nor'easter or during a, did you say bomb cyclone? Like what is that? that? You call that now where it snows a lot. And then, you know, uh, it, it just, yeah, it's, that's just another term. Everybody's everybody weather's become a big thing since the weather channel and everybody. And now instead of just going, Hey, it's going to snow in your area. They're like 280 million people are in the way of this storm. Cause it yeah. comes through. Here's why I like, here's part of the reason Miller light is great in the winter is because literally if you, you can, you can just shove it in a snow bank. Yeah. Right. It comes like, out. My wife, my, my wife, sometimes you're like, Oh, we don't have any room in the fridge. Let me solve that for you. Snowbank, good. Go out and get let's, there. Perfect so temperature, doesn't freeze. Love it. It does freeze eventually, though. I've noticed this that if you have it out there a little bit too long, you got friends over, you're having a little get together in the middle of winter, and you pop that one, and you're like, "Whoop!" Better bring Love it in it. for a second. Getting a little slushy. A By little the way, slushy. I have a Miller Lite question for you. I have an answer. Hopefully, can you explain this? Yes, I can. Our friends at Miller Lite sent us some gear. Uh, I don't have mine on, but I'm glad you grabbed yours. It's football. In America, of course. Yep, just a little Miller Lite uh, football shirt. 
I, I think there's more where that came to do from. with that or what, but that's great. And I'll, you know, I'll try not to spill on it, but there you yes, go. I can now I got like, one uh, as well. All, all things, you know, I could have used that maybe on the, the night of uh, the national championship game to represent, but that's all right. So, okay. Okay. Sometimes, hey, it's here, I get a lot of I random believe... stuff sent my way. So I'm glad this one was intentional. Is it too much to ask that we test the old delivery system and maybe send us a case of Miller Lite? Like we, we clearly know that's a thing. If you go to MillerLite.com forward slash inside Wisconsin, you can have Miller Lite delivered right to you. All right. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Indeed, go to MillerLite.com slash inside Wisconsin to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Did you find it in any unique places this time around? I got like, it at a bakery. Yeah, I was getting some cupcakes. and I, yeah. Oh, look, here, I'll take, I bought it at a bakery. <laughs> It was a 24-ouncer, guaranteed. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Thanks for having a Miller Lite with me here in the studio last time. I don't know what you were doing back there, but it was kind of fun. We are back inside Wisconsin between segments with Grace. It's Miss America. Grace is Miss America. It is time for another top five list presented by Wisconsin's best agriculture program, the University of wisconsin Platteville. UW-Platteville offers an affordable, top-rated program that prepares graduates to be leaders in the fields of agriculture and agribusiness, contributing to our state's economy and making our communities even stronger. Find out more at uwplat.edu. I feel like we should have asked Grace that. You ever milked a cow, Grace? Ever worked on a farm? No. Ever tipped one over? Yeah. <laughs> right? Do it. Because people, listen, people will be gullible. Right. First off, everybody thinks cow tipping. Right. You can. I bet she can perpetuate that if she wanted. Yeah. And I will tell you this real quick. My daughter, uh, Katie, who went back to, to college for the second semester before she went, she got her hair dyed a little kind of a she's brown hair. She got it kind of a coppery color. Okay. thing. And then went to Arkansas and told people that uh, gullible friends of hers that did not know in the south that your hair turns that color during the snow because it rusts. Come on, they bought it couple of them did, yeah. Oh, Which I love it. I think, okay, so she's like her dad. She's like, I'm going to see if I can pull these people in to see if her mom would do yeah. it. Like, you can't do that. That's not true. You wouldn't do that. And her dad's like, that's really funny. I think you should. Yeah, so that Sweet. happened. All right, top five list time. It's yours this week. So I'm trying to meld, be topical with what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. With, with, with Grace and Miss America and her speaking so passionately both about um, uh, the pageants and the participants in those pageants. And, yeah. and how what a high quality uh, um, um, group of young women that participate in that and that, you know, Miss America, you got a better chance of getting a son in a Super Bowl than, than a daughter yeah. in the Miss America pageant. That's nuts. So I am going to give you five people that I have worked with in my career or at ESPN or other places that have uh, that have a sash that have won a pageant title that indeed. Huh are of the quality maybe not maybe not quite nuclear engineers but are of the quality of our, our of grace when you come through so and, right. and these are people because like you could go national like you go oh here's phyllis george right who was miss america in 1971 and was on the nfl today with brett musburger and was really a leader in the field but uh, i don't know phyllis george other than <laughs> having watched her from my living room there on 1670 Beamer Street as a kid. So anyway, so we'll, he, these are five uh, uh, really talented, remarkable women that I know and have worked with somewhere along the line and and are uh, miss something. So we cool. mentioned one, Laura Rutledge, at number five. 
was a Miss Florida in 2012, does all our SEC stuff. Yeah. She's just amazing. That she keeps Tim Tebow in line and, or, and or some of these guys in line is fantastic. So she's there. Four, only because it's a giveaway or I'd rank her higher, but since we we're going to uh, talk about it, you've got uh, Nicole Briscoe. Yeah. Nicole Maskey, born in Wausau. So she was, she was Miss Teen Illinois. She was Miss Teen Illinois uh, and was first runner-up in the Miss Teen competition. So she's hmm. there. Uh, at number three, do you know Katie George? No. So Katie George is at ESPN, does a lot of the ACC network. She was a Miss Kentucky. She was also an All-American volleyball player at Louisville. Jeez. Like the yeah. bomb, right? Just crazy good um, as an athlete. And I think she was like a three-time All-American. Oh, by the way, and then I had found time somewhere being a Division One athlete. I miss Kentucky yeah. and, now, and now works for us. My so spare she, time. She's there. Uh, number two is 2010's Miss Teen Kansas. Do you know who that is? I can't believe you just said that word for the record. But no, who is that? Friend of the program, Olivia Harlan. Was she? Yes. That's why it's allowed. Good for That's her. That's why list. it's allowed. Friend of the program. So she's, she's number two on the list. Okay. And then number one, actually not at ESPN was uh, Miss Teen USA in 1998 and sideline reporter for one year on Wipeout, Vanessa Lachey. Yeah. There you go. There's your five right there. And there, there, there are more that have, have, have used that platform to, to move into it. But those are, those are five people that I've kind of uh, rubbed elbows with in some way, shape, or form along the way that are, like I said, they've got a sash. And they've got a career and a resume that you're like, wow, um, I should be so impressive, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. It's right. so much more than the sash, but the sash is the icing on the cake of just these amazing women that have accomplished these things. It's better than walk-on athlete at Mizzou and now sportscaster at ESPN. Like, they've done some things, for yeah. sure. So. All right, we'll continue our education uh, about all things Miss America and a lot, a lot of nuclear engineering. You'll enjoy it, we promise. Back to Miss America, Grace Stanky. We are back inside Wisconsin, Trevor Thomas, John Anderson, and Miss America. The song in my one of these things is not like the other. Come on. <laughs> just be just calling it what it is. I so, don't know which one it is. We're all we're, we all got a little bit of Wisconsin in us. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. one of us is depends. wearing a crown. It just depends how you mean that. Does that mean one of us isn't like the other and that's a bad thing? Or does she need to be more like us? Uh, uh, no, I don't think she needs maybe. to be more like us. Okay. Uh, so, Grace, right when we first popped on, we noticed right away the crown is on, the sash is on. How? What does your contract say that the amount of time you're required to wear those things per day? So I don't have to wear it like all day, every day. I don't go to the grocery store in this, believe it or not. As much as my my grocery store clerk lady, that she knows me by name and everything, as much as she would love that, I still need to like be a human being, right? Uh, so I don't wear it when I'm doing normal human things like my laundry, but I do go through and wear it for events that are official Miss America things and, and bookings like this. So when you water ski, no sash. <laughs> okay funny story i actually think i'm gonna work with the sash company who is our sponsor for our sash to try and get like a a, a water skiable equipment totally. uh, because i've been booked for competitive like for water ski events and i'm like i would totally ski in this like i would uh -huh. totally go out and bring my trick ski go out there do a couple o's and all the good stuff uh but you know i, I think okay. it'd be fun to get like a 3d printed crown or something that's not as like you know mm -hmm. sinkable uh and then and then go out there and do it because why not? 
Why your not? humility. Why you get a water skiing, Miss America? But your humility is admirable because we've had people on here that have Olympic gold medals, and they're kind of the same way. And I'm like, I would wear it to go pick up my paper. <laughs> I would, you know, I would start paying bills in person so that I could wear it and go pay, go down to the electric company <laughs> and pay my bill in person with my Olympic gold medal or my sash. So that's you're 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 very humble in in that you don't want to you know sleep in the crowd and do all those. Things. Did you the first night yeah. though? Like guys, guys win the Masters and they sleep in the green jacket. What about the first night? <laughs> Did you sleep in the sash or anything? The first night. Okay. So the first night, keep in mind, I was up until 3 a.m. And I had to be up by 5. So Ooh. it was a point of just like. You're, you're a 20 year old college student. You should be up till 3 a.m. once in a while. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, I actually really value getting eight hours of sleep. It's really important to me. I no. do have a skill of being able to fall asleep anywhere, anytime, which is great. Because like if my yeah. flight is delayed at the airport, great catching up on sleep. You can catch me doing that. Uh, but it's been, it was a really fun night because I was able to go through, they have a Miss America suite where that's where my family is and everything after the competition. Uh, and I got to visit with them. And then at about two 30, I kicked them all out and said, I'm going to bed. I've got to be up and, and working in the morning now. Uh, so I went through and it was just literally laying on the nightstand next to me because I was exhausted. And I was like, this is, this is, it doesn't fully fit yet. I still have to get it fitted. So it doesn't like oh, fully work. So it's heck? okay. It's okay though. They don't pre-size those like Super Bowl rings. Like, hey, if Grace wins, she's a uh, size seven and a quarter or something like that, right? Oh gosh, that would be really crazy. You know, measuring fifty-one candidates. You know, making sure that it it all works and everything. Mm -hmm. No, I I have just like an absurdly pointy head. Like you can see. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know what it we is. We were trying not to point that out. We were going to go like, <laughs> yeah, right. sorry. Well, like wasn't going to say anything. Be, it's the hairstyle, you know. I got to kind of fluff it out to make sure you can't yeah. see it. I didn't get to be Miss America with a head that pointy. That was that was that was on a question, but I'm going to let that go now. Otherwise, <laughs> sounds kind of petty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe maybe with enough with enough yeah. of these, they'll they'll get it fixed. We'll see. No, I actually that's one thing. Yeah, that is one thing that's changing, actually, with with a lot of the changes that are happening within the organization right now. There is actually going to be like fittings and they're going to incorporate red, white and blue into the crown and all sorts of stuff like that. So it's really exciting. You talked about did you hear the. Go ahead, Trev. Sorry, buddy. I was just going to say, John, did you hear the flex that she just said? She's like, hey, ladies, um, one of us is Miss America now and I have to work in the morning. So if you could all just, you know, get out <laughs> of my room like you guys can sleep in. But I. The next day I went through and I had like 19 different media interviews that I had to be up and awake for. We were going through my contract like it was I was doing things from 6 a.m. until probably 9 p.m. that night. So it was definitely a busy day that that Friday after. <laughs> So, Trev, if you don't think I do that with my family, everyone's like, hey, I'd love to stay in this call, but some of us have to go be on national television. Uh, and then but then what happens <laughs> is I have my sister who's a nurse. She'll go, that's okay. That's right. I forgot. I have to go save lives. Yeah. Um, and that puts me, who, who, do you have someone in your life who puts you in place like that? That goes, Miss America. Great. But I'm helping X. Okay. So funny story about that. That happened. So my roommates down in Madison that I lived with, I don't live with them anymore, but you know, mm -hmm. I still call them my college roommates. One of them just over winter break, like went to a lot of really cool places. And I kid you not, I was sitting there like I just became Miss America. And she's like, great. I just went on like a moonlit horseback ride <laughs> up a mountain in the Himalayas. And I'm like, you know, I thought my life was cooler than yours. Right. I thought I finally got there, but you still beat me. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's wow. always somebody there. Uh, oh, yeah. You talked about about yourself and the women that you compete with being can do in those people. So I have a 19-year-old daughter, and you talk about STEM and, and getting more and more into that. 
Yeah. It's great when you're sitting here at 20 and it sounds amazing. Uh, how do we reach back as a dad and mom for all daughters? Because this starts at like six when my daughter goes, I hate math. And my, my wife would go, yeah, I was terrible at math too. And I'm like, just don't say that. Mm-hmm. Let's start with just how we talk to the kids that we say, no, it's okay. You can do math just fine. You know, yeah. but, but that, you know, when she said that, she's like, yeah, I, I don't like math either. No, 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 no. We don't, don't say that. <laughs> you know, yeah. how far back do we have to reach so that we're, we're at the core level of growing this thing so that people, we have more people turn out like you. Um, yeah, I think one of the misconceptions is that you have to be an engineer or you have to be a mathematician to help out, you know, the STEM industries. I will fully admit engineers are not great at communicating most of the time. Typically, mm-hmm. that's something we struggle with. We need journalists. We need communications. We need marketing people that are willing to, to work on that and help with the communication of this high-level technology to the general public. I say that's one of the biggest issues in our in the nuclear industry specifically and, and the nuclear community is we have this big gap of a lack of knowledge of where nuclear exists and how nuclear affects our lives. All of nuclear engineers, you know, I learned about it in school. We know that. But the general public like when I told my parents, like, yeah, bananas radioactive, they're like, oh, my God, can we eat it? Are we sure? Is it safe? Do we need to double check? Like, do we need Geiger counters? Should we be sure. worried? And I'm like, no, it's totally fine. Like, it's just the normal amount of background radiation that you receive on a daily basis anyways. And and that's where we need those communicators. We need everyone to be involved in this. There's not there's more ways than just becoming, you know, the technical lead on this specific project. There are so many ways to get involved, whether it's a salesperson or working on the political side of things, too. That's a huge part of of a lot of issues within the STEM industry is we need we need more policy help and things like that. So I'm going to read this uh, word for word. Sure. That, that one of our career goals is to produce efficient, clean, zero carbon energy for America through nuclear energy in a core design position. Uh, that <laughs> seems pretty heavy stuff. If I'm just a, a sports reporter, uh, explain to me exactly what that means. So that has shifted a little bit in terms of my my career ambitions now, but that specific thing. So producing zero carbon energy uh, right now, fossil fuels and, and the uh, coal industry and gas industry is going through and when there's electricity powering your home. Carbon emissions is being produced by that power plant that's yep. creating that electricity. So that's why as a nation, you know, we need to move over to zero carbon alternatives like nuclear power, like wind, like solar, hydroelectric, and many, many mm-hmm. other forms of zero carbon energy. Now, specifically within nuclear, I'm obviously super biased. I'll fully acknowledge that. I think it's one of the best options moving forward into that future because it use, uses very small land to produce an immense amount of power. Additionally, each human being, like for me throughout my entire lifetime, the amount of waste I will produce from a nuclear power plant is the size of a soda can. It's that Mm -hmm. small and that powerful and that effective. And that's something that I think really speaks to just the ability of a nuclear power plant. But a core design's position specifically is working on designing that reactor core because within every nuclear power plant, uh, basically we have a bunch of hot rocks that creates steam, like a teapot, you know? Mm-hmm. There's steam coming out of a teapot and that steam turns, uh, you know those plastic shiny windmills that you would plant in your yard as a kid and watch them spin? Put yep. that over a teapot and that's what creates power. So we're just as a core designers figuring out what's the best kind of hot rocks we can use to create this steam. That's what a core designer does. Trevor, you taking notes? Yeah, I was, uh, can you please run for president? Like you have it all figured out. I mean, 15 <laughs> years, just... Figured out. You gotta wait fifteen. Uh, two, yeah. 
Yeah, 35, right? 15 more years. We'll yeah, watch for we'll that, get, Grace. We'll Career goals. There you um, go. Two things came to mind when you guys were talking about math. Number one, did you have the the math teacher in high school that said, well, probably not Grace, right? Because these things existed. But John and I both had that teacher that said, you know, you can't carry a calculator with you everywhere you go. Yep. Bull crap. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yep. Totally have that figured out. <laughs> And I was uh, today days old when I realized that bananas are radioactive. So I am I'm taking everything's of- radioactive. This now that true. come on, now that is you've got to be smarter yes. than that. Everything is radioactive, I... actually. Technically, your body is radioactive. You, as a human being, produce radiation. Hmm. So, yeah, you I was not had, smarter than that. You should add Crazy Ray Greisinger for physics, like I did. You would know these things. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have so, Crazy Ray when it comes through. Yeah. It's fun to talk about where you are today, Grace, and where you're going. And, man, you you will go wherever you want to go. That is clear. Let's talk about where you came from. Let's talk about growing up. And did you hear how she said Wausau, by the way? It was Wausau. Not Wausau. Wausau. That's what it I is. caught that. So are you saying that's correct or that's the Wisconsin pronunciation? Because people say that's Milwaukee, the too, and there is an yes. L in the word, like Milwaukee. So it just yeah. depends where you're – or I've also been to Trivers, too. So it <laughs> just depends, you know. Uh, <laughs> my favorite is Shano. I got to say that one is my favorite Shano's to ask great, other yep. people to pronounce because I'll have that was one thing we did at Miss America is I was like, somebody pronounce this and Shawano. And I'm like, no, yep, just Shano. Yeah. Just let it roll. Just Shano. That's it. That's and then you give them something like a Conomowoc and it's exactly what it looks like. And it just cracks yeah. me up because I'm like, there's no That's pattern. Fun. No pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or tell them, ask them if they can spell Wyawiga or something fun like that <laughs> when it goes through. Yep. Wyawiga. <laughs> so it's were hard. these... Were these career goals of yours when you were uh, a young kid in Wausau growing up? I mean, absolutely not. All right. What did you want to be when you were 13? My son wants to be a chef or an NFL football player. I mean, how did you get here? Where'd you start? Yeah, so that's actually a really great story as to how I ended up in nuclear engineering. So growing up, my dad was a civil engineer. I always liked math. I always liked science. I was a very ambitious kid, and I pushed a lot of administrators to let me take a, you know college-level courses as a sophomore in high school and things like that. So I was able to really push my skills in that front in terms of the STEM industry and like those STEM skill sets, which I loved. I love identifying patterns. I love lists. I love plans. I love that organization that you know, engineers have as a structure. So that's something that really always appealed to me growing up. Now, I had zero idea what kind of engineering, absolutely no idea. And I started touring colleges when I was 16 years old. And I was like, oh, well, aerospace sounds cool. Like, yeah, that's got to go to future. I can make money, all the good stuff. And then I went to Texas A&M and they're like, oh, yeah, we have a nuclear engineering department. I'm like, whoa, that just sounds awesome. Like, that just sounds (laughs) Okay, so I met with the nuclear engineering department, talked with them. It all went way over my head, had no idea what they were talking about. But I went home and I was like, Dad, nuclear engineering sounds really cool. What do you think I should do, nuclear or aerospace? And, you know, my dad, he he puts on his like his his dad talk and his dad look and he goes, Grace, don't think nuclear is a good cop like option for you to pursue in your career. There's just there's no future there. You should really consider this. And I went. 16 years old. What do you think a teenager does when their dad tells them they shouldn't do something? You're wrong. Exactly. So I went into nuclear engineering is actually what started this entire thing. Uh, But obviously, you know, I went to Madison, UW-Madison. 
And I chose nuclear engineering to start off with. And I honestly thought to myself, okay, if I hate it, I can just transfer out of it. Not a big deal. Uh, But I ended up falling in love with it because I realized it's that melting pot of just a little bit of everything. I don't necessarily have to choose just one thing because I can do a little bit of everything with nuclear. I like waking up and doing different things every day from a, from a, personal standpoint. And nuclear presents that challenge. It presents something different on a daily basis, which I love. Uh, Beyond that, you know, my freshman year, I got involved in a research lab. I learned about how it saved nuclear medicine saved my dad's life. I learned how fusion, I believe, is the future of our energy sources. I then started working for a nuclear power plant company, and I I learned more about the refueling process and learned about core design and learned about all those things. And it just continued to build this excitement and passion within me. I worked at McDonald's in high school. I did IHOP when I was 14. Arby's. Arby's. <laughs> okay, I just thought, because then I went to work Jeez. for the nuclear, the nuclear power plant. Of course. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I went down oh, yeah. and worked. I went and worked for Ray Kroc and Uncle McDonald's, which is really kind of an amazing thing. Here's the deal about, I will say, about all engineers that I have found, that they're the reason they're really good to have around, because most of us sit around and bitch about problems, right? That's what we do, especially in journalism, right? Here, this is bad. This is bad. Like, <laughs> But engineers are okay. engineers are your problem solvers, right? Engineers just get to work on, oh, here's the problem. We have to solve it. And like, that's just what they do by nature. They're usually engineers. You said they're maybe not the funniest people all the time, but they're great managers because like, here's the problem and we got to solve it. And, yeah. and I have found that in a lot of places where people go, you know, if you're if you have that engineering background, because um, it sounds like, oh, engineer, I'm just going to all day just be making calculations. And they're like, yeah. no, those people are they are the problem solvers. Those are the people you always want to attach yourself to because they just. They find solutions. That's their job. I where, the rest, where the rest of us sit around and complain about what's the matter. No, I, dig in. Yeah, but I mean, I do. I do. Seriously, I, I'll go back to what I said earlier. We need, you know, journalists. We need the communications people. We need other people to help out with where engineers fall short. Because, yes, I, you know, I would agree that yeah. we like our lists. We like our procedures. We like to have our structure in terms of, OK, what is our plan moving forward with this process? What is our plan of attack? And not just plan A, but, you know, in the nuclear industry as a co-op, you know, I was, you know, bottom of the barrel, all the good stuff. But I was creating a, a process that would be implemented into 12 different nuclear power plants. So not only did I self-review it, but my mentor self-reviewed it, my boss self-reviewed it. And then someone totally outside of our group that had no no idea what I was doing, self-reviewed it to make sure it was all correct. And then we sat down and said, what is the worst case scenario if this doesn't work? Are mm-hmm. we prepared for it? And that speaks to the, the culture of safety that exists within the nuclear industry. We are always prepared for worst case scenario. Nothing happens unless we are ready to handle the worst possible scenario. And rarely does that happen. But it's that level of preparation and that level of, of planning of a having a plan A all the way through plan, you know, double Z of knowing what to do and what steps to take forward. And that's that's just one thing that I love about engineering culture is never do I feel unprepared or uncomfortable in a situation. I'm always ready to move forward. I don't mean to quantify or qualify everything in the in the parameters of Miss America and the 51 gals that are there. But sometimes it makes it easier because you can speak across broad. But if you're sitting there with those gals, tell me when you like. And here's why my hometown was a great place to grow up in. So you're sitting those. Why would you tell them? No, seriously, Wausau. You may think Wausau. Tell me why Wausau is a was a great place to grow up. Uh, well, I lived a couple minutes away from Granite Peak, so there's nothing better than throwing yourself down a hill on two yep. pairs of sticks. You know, nothing better <laughs> for some yep. eighth grader to be like, hey, mom, I've got two hours. Go drop me off at the ski hill, right? Yep. Uh, but Wasa has a really, really unique culture, I think. We are very much so a, a, a 
community and a sense of supporting each other within the community. There's not a lot of outreach just because we are so ingrained in, in believing in ourselves and, and supporting uh, within the Wassa community. So just trying out local restaurants. You know, last weekend we got a, a fish fry from a new restaurant that just opened up down the street. And that was something that was really exciting and just kind of speaks to our, our community and our culture. By the way, called the Cheesehead up, Company. Oh, sorry, John, go ahead. Growing up, like nobody ever called it Granite Peak, right? Everybody just went skied at Mid Rib Mountain. Rib Mountain. Yeah. Like they're they're really bad. They're like the jello of like there's I'm sure there's actual names, but we just go, where do you go ski? We're just going up to Rib Mountain. Which, yeah, and that's right. definitely what I normally refer to it as, but for, <laughs> yeah. for lack of, you know, typically general public, You're don't know here. that it's like, oh yeah, Rib Mountain. Like I don't even I when I went, I would have a season pass just because I was so close and everything. Um, and it was enough that I was able to justify buying a season pass, but yeah. I would never park at the bottom of the hill and then go up. There's a <laughs> there's a parking lot at the top of the hill through the state park where it's right at the top of a chairlift so all you have to do when you're done is you ride to the top of that chairlift and you just ski right to your car and it's chef's kiss i shouldn't have said yeah. this i shouldn't have local said this now that parking lot's going to be full i regret this <laughs> local, local, one local knowledge is key and it's like every other sporting event the ticket yeah. to get in is nothing parking is everything yeah exactly any event is i don't care if you're probably miss america is like okay i can get in the door i just need to know where to park parking is exactly everything. yep yep well, I was today days old when I realized it was Granite Peak and not Red Mountain. I've called it Red Mountain my entire <laughs> life. Wow, I at least have an associate's degree in some things at the end of this conversation. We'll keep it going. All right, one more segment with Miss America, Grace Stinky. We're back in a bit inside Wisconsin. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Prevea Health, and the University of Wisconsin Platteville. Hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. I'm, I'm, this is gonna sound, I had no idea bananas were radioactive. And then I just Googled what foods are radioactive. And it apparently is foods high in potassium. So bananas, carrots, potatoes, leafy vegetables, salt, pe oh, salt. I thought it said salt, peanuts, salt, peanuts, and red meat. I, these are all foods you can find at Festival Foods, but I'm surprised they don't need their own section. Like, what am I missing? Am I just that uneducated that I didn't know food was radioactive? <laughs> the radioactive foods? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Every, everything has some form of it. Yes. So you're a little bit, you know, which doesn't make me a genius or a scientist. It just means Crazy Ray was a really good teacher when I had him. In, I was going to say. Uh, in Scotty. I, um, is it chemistry or physics? That should tell you how much of this I know. Uh, it, it, can be, it can be either or. Yeah. But, you know. Chemistry, obviously, because then you have what you have uh, plutonium um, or uranium. These are the things we have to enrich if we're going to make, you know, things like reactors and bombs. Yeah. So, yeah. Not you know, I don't know. Luckily, um, she didn't ask us, hey, what's the you know, what's the atomic number for uranium? Yeah. Nope. Got nothing. Uh, but I did learn that there is radioactive food. They're all safe. We eat them every day. I was unaware <laughs> yeah. of these things and they are all in their own beautiful space there at festival foods uh red meat is radioactive why is why is red meat i don't know i guess i gotta do some research iron um, potassium i yeah what is red meat iron uh very high in iron why does that make it radio got some i'm getting dumber by the second i think i should just stop go to festfoods.com search radioactive food i don't know doubtful that's gonna come up <laughs> don't search uh, radioactive don't food search. that seems stupid <laughs> let's not do that right uh, 
look up, you know, picnic supplies or Super yeah. Bowl party supplies. Bananas. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot better. Let's go with yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. Well, they have it. Um, all of it. All the party supplies that you would need and every food group uh, that's out there. And I've just I've learned of a new food group. It's it's new to me. Maybe it's new to you too. Probably not. Just me. Festfoods.com. I'm going back to to, to chemistry class. <laughs> We're back inside Wisconsin, Trevor John, and we've learned the former Miss Wisconsin. Now, Miss America, thought you got to wear two crowns at once, but I guess not. Grace Stinky. Not. They don't yeah, fit Grace. together. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, they don't fit on the same time. So it doesn't oh, work. We got to get that one to fit first. Hey, speaking of fitting, have you called the Cheesehead Company so that they can make you a Miss America Cheesehead crown? Yes. You know, I like the idea. Maybe that's what I wear when I'm water skiing. You know, that's what, like, because it floats. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what we do. <laughs> We will place I, a call on your behalf. That. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to send okay. that to the CEO. That would be this. awesome. Yes, we need. Yes, send it to the CEO. And then we'll just, we'll, we'll try to, yes, let's make that happen. Uh, one more for me. And then John takes and runs. Can you play the da 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 on your violin? Can you do that? That's the oh. Go Pack Go thing. Can you do that? Oh, okay. I was like, you know, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not a singer either, but I had no idea what that was. Ah, but no, I, I don't Wait. know it right now, but I totally could. That's oh. something I could easily learn. So I think you should. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the violin? Is it close by? Uh, no, it's not. It's okay. way over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's her way of saying I'm not playing that thing for you right now. So mm-hmm. next question. Sorry. Well, I mean, it would take like a good 10 minutes to get it out and get it tuned and everything because it just came back from Uh, travel and traveling with an instrument is an adventure because it doesn't do well with extreme changes in terms of like climate and everything. So it's 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 going through its adjustment period. right now. Could have been a cello. It's a lot easier to go the violin than a cello. This is true. Right. You're going to, you know, be bogged down by the orchestra. Oh, cellos, apparently, I don't know how it actually works flying with a cello, but I've heard that you have to buy a separate ticket for the cello. Like, it can't go in overhead storage, because, like, instruments well, yeah, obviously. put under the plane, so you have to, like, keep it with you when you're when you're walking through the airport. But when you're on the plane, I don't think they have a spot to put it except, you know, in a chair. So I, I find that really list. interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Someone might want to double check me. If there's a cellist out there, please mm-hmm. send me a DM and let me know. Because uh, I have no idea what that process looks like. Yeah. Requires See, we all look the same size in these little boxes, but Trevor's big enough that he could use a cello and probably just use it like a violin. Just, just yeah, if you want can. some some appreciation of how big a dude he is. Big guy. <laughs> Large mammal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Six. I always stood in the back too, by the way, Grace. I don't want to make sure you're not alone oh, on that. Yeah. I'm six foot eight. So oh, me in the back okay. row are big, big, we're friends. That's yeah. a shocker. I was going to say, because like my dad is six, six. There's very, when I meet someone taller than him, that's when I'm like, all right, you're tall. Like I'll give it's you weird. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you are look up to many people. Okay. Is this now, am I, are we on to my nonsense now, Trevor? You're on to your nonsense now. Usually you ask some sort of turd. sounds so disappointed. Sorry. He just sounded so disappointed. Well, he usually has some, he has some tear-jerking question usually that happens. Right. Like, what's sounds the I've graduated from those. I was sick of your crap about well, them. That's so okay. I'm just getting... That's okay. <laughs> usually, like, he usually will ask, what's the most Wisconsin thing about you? Oh, the mo- Right now? Most yeah. yeah, go ahead. Thing- most Wisconsin thing about me is my love for cheese. I went out. I went out to Miss America, and you know, I'm I'm putting cheese on my on my little burrito that I was making, and I'm like, I just miss, I just miss aged cheddar. Like it was like yep. a, it was an, a tragedy for me. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. I quite literally pack cheese with me when I travel places because nice. I'm like, I can't I can't eat 
you know, just right. typical cheese anymore. Have cheese. The standard, we'll travel. The standard has been set on the ceiling, and I just hmm. I can't go anything below that. <laughs> I finished third in the talent competition, but I was first in the cholesterol competition, so that helped really push me <laughs> over the top. All right, are you ready? Here we go. This is the this is, we call this the speed round, the nonsense round, whatever. First off, let's do it. Um, who would win a fight between you and Allison Dairyland? Oh my gosh, probably Allison Dairyland. If I'm being completely honest, uh, she she knows what she's doing. I, yeah. I do not, I've taken one boxing class. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Taylor Schaefer probably gets the best of you. Uh, give me your favorite place on the UW campus. I love, okay, this is going to sound super nerdy, but Engineering Hall at, this, at the research lab I worked with, there's nothing like the little hum of machines that just like, I'm like, ah, I'm at peace. Like, this is my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they sure, you know, they serve beer in the union, right? <laughs> yeah, I do, but I'm not 21. Okay, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been in that. I've been in that union before I was 21 too, and it didn't matter. I, I feel like you can. I, I bet that sash can get you a lot of things that you have no idea. Oh my gosh! There you go. Uh, well, I'll actually, I will actually have some of my homecoming events at the union and everything at both of the unions. So uh, we plan a Miss America homecoming, and I'm like, all right, well, y'all, like for all the other Miss states, I'm like, thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm I'm under 21, and I'm under a lot of scrutiny, but. Yep. Uh, give me a class that sounds like it'd be super hard, but isn't that bad? Oh, okay. For overall, I'd, I'd say thermodynamics. Like it sounds super complicated. Yeah. But if you can do algebra, you can do thermodynamics. Okay. That's not, that's not one of my roommates who was an engineer, <laughs> by the way. Uh, by the way, is St. Patrick's Day big in, in Madison uh, for the engineers too? Because he's the patron saint of engineers. Do you know that? I did not know that. I'll be honest. I In college, most of the time, I had COVID hit my freshman year. So, like, social gatherings just yep. – in I terms of holidays like that, I haven't really known a ton of them, yep. which is sadly wow. sad. But uh, Which one of these is not a real uh, Wisconsin pageant title? Miss Harbor Cities, Miss Green Bay Area, uh, Miss Snowmobile Derby, or Miss, uh, Miss Badgerland? You know, I really, I really got to think about this one here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Miss Snowmobile Derby. <laughs> That's true. She's the snowmobile queen. She's the Derby yeah. queen. Uh-huh. If you go up to the the snowmobile, yeah, she's the Derby queen. Also, there's not a Miss Line and Kugel. Uh, I looked that up, and there's not a Miss Whistling Straits. We totally could have one of those though. If someone Would started be a local competition, I'm just. I don't saying. know. Any, I don't know anything about Miss Rock River Valley, but Miss Line and Kugel sounds better. <laughs> uh, true or false? There's a badger on the Wisconsin state seal. A false, I think. Now I'm questioning it. Got Am one. I wrong? It's it's true. There is a badger on the stage. Really? Oh, yeah, it's right below the forward. Yeah. Right I realize there. you're Miss America now, but you're going to go out and you're going to have to represent us. Okay. So let's. I'm so disappointed in myself. Yeah. I just kind of went. I was like, no, badger is like specifically UW Mass. All right. I didn't. I didn't want to have to do this to you, but now I'm gonna. What's the state bird? I know the state rock and the state tree and everything. Isn't the state bird? Is it a robin? It yes. is. What is the state tree? Sugar maple. Perfect. What's the state flower? Uh, that one is oh, oh wood violet. Because there is a Miss Wood Violet too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the state? Uh, what's the state fish? I'm gonna go with a muskie. It is a muskie. Okay. <laughs> We're good. We, okay, so we can send you out in the world. You're fine. You're not going to. That's good. Uh, which oh, ESPN? Yeah. Which ESPN Sports Center anchor was born in Wausau, Wisconsin? Really? Yeah. I didn't know we had somebody that got out of Wausau. <laughs> was it you? One of you two? 
I'm not no, a sports editor. No, no. Idea. I have she, no idea. She, she then moved to, to Illinois, but uh, Nicole Briscoe, Nicole Mansky, mm-hmm. was born in Wausau, Wisconsin. Good Packer wow, fan. I did not know that. I did not know that. Now you know. Yeah. That's good to know. Uh, here's an easy one. What should the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers? Release, trade, or start him? Oh, okay. This is a heated subject. This is a heated subject. Right. I, I'm going to make a, a commotion. I think trade. Trade him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're basically taking our greatest natural resource in Wisconsin. You just want to ship him out. <laughs> I mean, okay, but the thing is, but the thing is, it's it's kind of like Brett Favre, where like he peaked, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Aaron Rodgers, please call me out. Call me out. Correct me on this. Prove me wrong. Okay. But I feel like Aaron Rodgers may have peaked, and we're on the decline right now. I wow. haven't been impressed. You guys all are willing to. Trevor's right there. You guys are willing I'm, to throw away 17 years move. of service. I am the only when, guy when the that Vikings, is. When the Vikings are doing better than us, there's something wrong with I am the only. I am the only guy. One, one year. Okay. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins? Seriously, ask yourself that. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. Yeah, this is for a different thing. Okay, we're not going to do that. Uh, let's see. Um, what else is on here? Um, how far do I live from a nuclear power plant? Where I, are we going off of Wisconsin? No, in Connecticut. Ooh, in Connecticut, there's a couple in New York along the Great Lakes. Well, we have we have one in Connecticut. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I live 65 miles from the Millstone Nuclear Power Station. Ah, cool, cool, cool. And then I'm only 60 miles from the sub base, which is great because they have like 16 <laughs> nuclear yeah. submarines down there in Groton. They have tons there. They're always hiring people and always, always yep. looking. But- Let's see. Um, there's some other ones. That, where, where's the one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Trevor asked, how long do you have to wear the sash? How many sashes do you have? Like, do you have a replacement? Two. You got a backup. Good. You should have mm-hmm. a spare. It's kind of oh. like Harry. You need, a, you, need yeah. a, you need the air, and then you need the spare. Mm-hmm. Um, population of Wausau is roughly 40,000. How many of those people do you know? I would go 20,000. And how many Jeez. claim to know you? I would go 30,000. <laughs> yeah, I have had the weirdest people be like, Grace and I were best friends in high school. And I'm like, I don't know your name. I have no idea who you are. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what you'll get, though? And I have found this is on the other side is you're going to get a random email one day and it's going to go, Grace, I don't know if you remember me. And it's going to be somebody that you went to school with from kindergarten through graduation. And you're like, what do you, how do you think? What do you mean? I don't remember who you are. That'll be that'll be the funnier part when you get that one. And you're like, what do you think? Just because I got the sash now, I've forgotten everybody I used to know. Uh, yeah. Here's the final one I have. Uh, is April 30th? That's your birthday, correct? Correct. What plans do we have for our 21st birthday? Let's go. I don't know. I have I have an appearance the day before, so I'm not even going to be in Wisconsin. Uh, so I've got work, unfortunately. But, you know, after hours, we'll see what happens. There you I go. You should make your way back here for your 21st. I think that's all, all but required. I will, uh, try. And I, I will try. I mean, I, I'm, I scheduled graduation weekend for me, though. I did set that aside because that's in May. So right after my 21st. So then I'm in Madison, you know, friends, graduation. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I was going to say I wouldn't have an event the next morning after your 21st. I mean, not that you're not going to be responsible. However, let's just be real. Uh, it's a big <laughs> night. That's, yeah. Oh, you, and listen, you do want to walk. I know a number of people that don't. They go, oh, no, I don't want to walk. And I'm like, uh, why would you miss that? That to me is like the seminal day that's like yeah. you know people go what your favorite day in college is like well graduation because that's covered all of it mm-hmm. um chris Solinsky, i'll tell you that real quick trevor he's the guy that was he, he was the spash runner national champ he he now coaches at oregon and he tells me all the time he goes i wish i'd have gone to my college graduation i went for a long run that morning 
and SVP was his college graduation speaker in Madison. Oh, yeah. But people oh. that skip graduation, I'll never quite understand that. I, I, I felt, see, I felt that way about my high school graduation. I was just like, I'm, I want to go to college. Like I was like, man, I'm an independent 17 year old. I know what yeah, I you do. Popped out like, early. I was like, I, yeah, I did graduate early, but I was like, wow, I don't need to walk across this stage or anything. Uh, I did still do it, but you know, for college, I don't know. I feel a lot differently where I'm just a lot happier in a sense where it's with people I know and love and trust. Mm -hmm. And I've really grown to be passionate about the engineering major I'm in. I've grown up to be a part of the UW-Madison community. They're sponsoring, you know, my part of my my Miss America homecoming celebration and things like that. And it's something that I think, you know, it just it speaks to, to UW-Madison and the culture they have there. And, and, you know, I'm excited to to walk. I think it'll be fun. Well, we're excited that you you gave us this time. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, honestly, I have no Ill, Ill will to the sitting Miss America. No, let's FaceTime her right me, now. Sitting Miss Wisconsin. Yeah, let's FaceTime hey, her. We I can. Let's at least try to get ourselves introduced to the real Miss Wisconsin. Say hello. Let's FaceTime Miss Wisconsin, and then we'll let all you right. know. Oh my all God. right. All right. Give me a second. Okay. Yeah, let's see if she answers. That. I wonder what your title is in her phone. Um, it, oh God, I don't is know. It Miss America <laughs> or that? I don't know. She might have changed it, but Spacey, for so long, Gracie, anything like that. I mean, I she might. I don't know. I don't know. Does Last she, night we were talking, and I was like, "Hey, like I've got a couple of dresses. Like, do you need extra dresses or stuff?" Because uh, like the Miss America dress code versus the Miss Wisconsin dress code a little bit different. Really? Uh, but no, oh, Kylene, don't let us down. Come on, don't Kylene. Come on, Kylene. Oh, oh, I swear on I can play that one on my violin. Because uh, <laughs> it actually has a violin uh, part. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Bummer. Next time. Okay, next time. I was going to say, if anything, feel free to reach out to her. She's super awesome and would probably. I will say this now. Yeah. Just totally reinforces my disappointment. I'll be, I'm, I'm not going to hold back anymore. <laughs> she has a job. Like, she's got a really cool job. She helps with, like, domestic abuse victims and things like that. And so she might be doing something now really you're going to make me feel right terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Let's get out of here. Grace. Yeah, just this... like one of those things. So yeah, sorry to make you, you feel know. like a schmuck. Right. But... Here I am, yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's oh, inside man. wisconsin with trevor and the worst human being in wisconsin that you know. <laughs> thanks a lot people. well you could make it up Great. make it up by scheduling one with her and there you go we'll try good good well awesome. thank you this was absolutely awesome you are amazing uh such an amazing representative Great. of us and the states and everything that is uh where you want to go and where we all hope to be so grace this was great thank you so much well thank you and thank you so much for having me today i appreciate it badger on the flag badger on the seal all right so let's cover some ground bananas are radioactive rib mountain is actually granite peak and i wrote down that a cello requires its own plane ticket amongst other things that i didn't completely understand grace was incredible so these are the things that you took away that that now have that, that further your body of knowledge out of this thing. There was a lot there that I you didn't chose bother not to write to... down how a nuclear <laughs> nuclear no, uh, energy I did not. works. That's Man. that's still above. That's way over your head. We're not going to worry about that. But if the boys decide to get on the cello, you can discourage that because you're like, listen, I'm not paying yeah. for that thing to go across the country. <laughs> this is right. what you've come out of that. That's that's the whole thing. Here's, I love that. Here's one Grace, of the most impressive young women you will ever meet. Seriously. And you're going to take away yeah. the banana thing. 
Well, I thought that was more fun, but yes, you are right. One of the most impressive women that we will ever meet. There you go, uh, right? She... To, it makes you proud to be an American, right there. Yeah, it does. Miss America, indeed. Um, what I think what I really like the most is it's clear that Miss America is just a thing she's doing now. It doesn't define her. It is she will go places because she wants to, and it's mm -hmm. this nuclear engineering thing. I mean. I don't know. I was just massively impressed. It was a right. great conversation. But I will say this, and I didn't get the chance to ask her, so I could be off base. But I do think that now that you have that title, that that is something that is fun to have with you the rest of your days. Yeah. I know enough golfers who, who uh, you know, every, no matter where you go, you get introduced as the U.S. Open champion. It might be here's the 2000 U.S. Open champ or here's the 1992 Masters champ or whatever. And I think there's something about no matter where you go and if they introduce you as a Miss America that you would be like, that's still a little goosebump moment, whether you're yeah. 20 or when she's, <clears throat> excuse me, 40 or 60. That, that, that At least I would feel that way. And like I said, I know people that are that have things that they've won that are significant that are like that, you know, whether it's a golf major title or, you know, an NCAA champ. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd be I, that. That's never going to be too far down on my resume. What did you say your John Wisconsin is? That the one time Miss Wisconsin saved your dog? Well, no, Miss America saved my dog. Oh, okay. So what? it's kind of it's John Wisconsin, but it it is it is in Missouri. So because I'm from Wisconsin, okay. I'm kind of reaching out the borders. But because of Miss America, and she has shared that she now belongs to the country. I figure I could sort of expand. The thing. And so my dumb roommates and I at 401 South William Street in Columbia, we got a dog one time because we thought, okay, so here's why we got a dog. We yeah. were really close to Stevens College, which was an all girl is an all girls college in, ah, in Missouri. And we used to like to take the dog for walks through Stevens College because, oh, look at the cute dog. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's terrible. It's, it's totally a prop. Are we is dog lovers? We like the dog, but we're not dog lovers. We, it was a prop. Okay. Amazing. It was a means to an end. I hope people can appreciate that. And of course, I appreciate it. I was 21 and the dope. So we have the dog and we love the dog. And we named it Penfeld after a, 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 a cartoon character, Danger Mouse. And so we had Penny and uh, we walked her all around and we met a lot of lovely ladies from Stevens College. But as the dog got older, it was it needed some sort of obedience training that we were not apt or, or uh, equipped to deliver to this poor pooch. And so it got rambunctious and it was fine. And like when we travel with the dog, we, you know, you have to give it a sedative and we'd always like, oh crap, we gave it to it late. So then we'd run it up and down the stairs to make sure it got in the blood flow. And when it kind of looked like he was sledding down the stairs, we knew dog was okay to put in the car. So the dog one day, basically I told you way too much about the dog dog runs yeah. into a street, just goes chasing in the street and gets nicked by a car. Oh, Slams no. on the brake, hits the dog. Dog's like, oh, my gosh, we're terrible. So we take the dog right away to the vet. And they literally, like, here's what the bill's going to be. And this is a dog we just adopted from a shelter, a puppy. Yeah. And we're like, we're college kids. Like, I don't know that we're going to have the money. Like, are we going to have to literally put this dog down because we're just cheap college students? So we take it to the vet. And and the, the, the student on call at the time, right, first or second year vet student, works over and they say, here's what I can do. I can relieve the discomfort. Um, I can kind of, it looks like it's cracked a rib and the, the lung is, uh, a lung is um, collapsed. I can reinflate this. We'll do this. And she kind of does it for like um, at cost value, does it. Sure. Well, the dog lives, survives. We eventually got out of college and we found the farm to, for the dog to go play on because he needed more room. Uh, 
And so the, the vet that did this was a very kind, like I said, vet student uh, who turned out to be Debbie Turner, who um, she had gotten her undergrad at Arkansas State and then was vet school at Missouri and then became Miss Missouri. And in 1990 was Miss America. Wow. So it turns out Miss America saved our dog. Amazing. Jeez. And I've gotten to know Debbie since then. I, uh, you know, she really never practiced a ton in veterinary medicine. She won the title and had great success. She was such this charismatic and lovely woman and just, um, um, just radiated and was so well-spoken. She ended up on a news station in St. Louis and then was mm-hmm. a, a CBS correspondent for years and hosted some other programs around animals and, and used her degree in that regard. But I don't know that she ever opened her practice. Uh, and I still see her at events once in a while, show MC stuff were there. And she's just the most delightful woman. And I told her the story. I, by the way, one time you you uh, saved our dog. And she's like, that's there's no way. That's incredible. I'm like, <laughs> you know, oh. every, I have a few Forrest Gumpian stories in my life. And that would be one of them, that Miss America uh, saved my dog. And there you were again with uh, a beautiful woman because of the dog. It just happened to be for bad circumstance that time around. Well, good. Right. And I would listen. I would recommend that. I told my son when he went up, here's the thing. Um, don't get a dog. Don't get- <laughs> when you're there. College kids, that's really hard when you have the dog. Um, but again, we, we were dopes. And, and I'll just say it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. The original plan. Oh, super smart. It worked out. Just not great. I had a dog in college too. Stupid. I would uh, go back and not do that if I could, but I can't. So, all right. That was awesome. Uh, thanks to Grace Stinky. It's your son. He's buying a dog. That's exactly what's happening. Uh, hello? Hello. Are you buying a dog? <laughs> what? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I'm. We're, we're recording it inside Wisconsin, and I was telling the story about how Miss America saved my dog. Yeah. Well, this is live, and then it, it it rang and it popped up on my thing, so I figure I pick it up. So, uh, are you? Hello, Wisconsin. Hello, hello, Trevor. There you Hi, go. Hi, Good to see you, buddy. Are you shoveling today? Um, maybe later. Uh, the road outside my house looks good enough, but I might have to. So, um, just call me whenever you're done. Then. How much is the snow? How much snow did you get? Four or five. Not terrible then. Okay, good. Everything else okay? Yeah. Okay. I'll call you in a bit. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Pardon the interruption. Yeah, we're uh, we're that's absolutely making the show because what are the odds that you just told your son not to buy a dog? And I was really hoping he's like, so dad, um, gonna buy a dog. That's uh, that's what we decided to do. There you go, man. Someday I'll someday I'll tell you about the hamster I had to take to Madison so that we could. This is never-ending list of jobs. That's another. I'm going to have to put that down. Anderson yeah. brings Anderson hamster to Mad. I literally drove from Missouri to Wisconsin with a hamster. Jeez. Oh, these never get old. Just amazing. Oh. Okay. Uh, Grace, thank you. We're, we know you're going to see this. That was an um, absolutely amazing conversation. Yep. All the best to you um, and just – we hope you get the crown back maybe for Miss Wisconsin. Maybe you well, get to get it back and spend a year doing that. Here's know. what here's what we should say. What do you tell what what what's what's our tagline? What's our big our big line? It's the it's the people, the stories, and the statriotism of inside Wisconsin. Like that is her. There you go.
It really is. Here's what the show's about. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on LinkedIn. We have a TikTok. We're pretty much everywhere. And make sure you also leave a review on the podcast side. We know a lot of you are listening, if you're still listening through that story about a hamster. All right. For John, I am Trevor. As you were, Wisconsin. We'll see you next time. This. This is a thoroughgood. That's a thoroughgood, right? Absolutely. It better be. It is. It is. Farmers, brewers, hunters, packers, badgers, cheeseheads, neighbors. No matter what name we go by, we are bound together by our roots. These are the people, the stories, and the statriotism from inside Wisconsin. Welcome to Deeper Roots with Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We are in Merrill, Wisconsin on a cold winter day with our new friend Dick Martin's Thoroughgood is where we are. Dick, you've been with the company not since 1892 when this thing started, but we'll get there. But you've been here a long time as the brand ambassador, and I, I found out that they just celebrated your retirement this morning. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. How many years? I've been here 28 years. I came in as the outlet store manager, and from there I moved into um, the warehouse, ran the warehouse as the warehouse manager. Then I uh, came in and ran customer service. It turned out really good. I've had the opportunity to travel the world several times over, and, and uh, I consider myself the Napoleon of Thoroughgood. I've, I planted our flag nice. in uh, 32 countries. So, All right, Thoroughgood started as the Albert H. Weinbrenner Shoe Company in Milwaukee, I believe, in 1892. Work boots and fire boots and military boots, this, these are all made in Wisconsin. Tell us about the pride of Thoroughgood connected with Wisconsin. Well, Albert H. first um, migrated over from Wiesbaden, Germany. He had learned the trade from his father in Germany. He came over here in 1892 and settled in actually Milwaukee. And by um, 1895, 1897, he actually had his own manufacturing facility up. He had hired a partner, Joseph Pfeiffer. Him and Joseph really created the Weinbrenner Shoe Company and started cobbling shoes for what was then job-fitted footwear. In 1935, they started the facility in Marshville, Wisconsin, and 1936 here in Merrill. And what happened was the city fathers gave them the land that we sit on for one dollar for 99 years for a lease. Wow. And that is that is something that is unheard of in today's business. Are we, we new here pretty we, quick? We, we've since, we have since bought the building okay, and I was paid like, uh... back. And we've been manufacturing, like I say, for 130 years and our pride is job fitted footwear. So we make boots, that's all we do. I don't make clothes, I don't make gloves. All we've done ever since we started was manufacture footwear. And in fact, from 1921 till 1929, we were the largest shoe manufacturer in the world. We made more shoes than anybody else. To me, Thoroughgood has been a brand that I've promoted and, and believe in uh, wholeheartedly. When I'm sitting in front of a customer and talking about our product and how well it's made and what we do in Stitch for Stitch, there's 350 to 400 people behind me sure. doing that task. And I, I take that very personally because I know Regina on the stitching machine and I know Billy in the welting room and I know, you know, I know Peter out in the cutting room. Those people to me are what makes the product the fact that we still make things with our hands. You know, when you go in the factory and get to see people build things with their hands and work the machinery, it's, uh, it's, it's art, it's art, it really is. It's more than just creating a boot, yeah. if you will, or footwear. I read that September 11th, 2001, a day or so after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, there was 300 pairs of work boots yeah. sent and shipped and donated from Thoroughgood yep. to Ground Zero. Yep, we packed up the, what we called at the time was our, our SO60, our SO80, and our S12, which is six, eight, and 10 inch 
lace-up work boots, but they all had puncture, they all had PR in them or puncture-resistant plates because that's what they that's what they wanted. They wanted any and all boots that they could get from walking through the debris that had puncture-resistant material in them. So we went out there, packed them up, put them on a semi, and sent them. And we packed them up as fast as we could. And I think it was two weeks later or three weeks later, we did it again. Wow. There was no hesitation. You have had some deep roots at Thoroughgood. What are you going to miss the most? I'm going to miss the fact that when you walk in a manufacturing facility, now that it doesn't have its own sounds and sights, but the smell of the leather, and then when you get in there, you can hear the rhythm of the machine. Those things are just unique, really, really unique. I, I will. I'll miss the people. But to me, it's been a good run. I've enjoyed it. Well, give us a tour in the factory here uh, and show us all the sights and the sounds and the smells that you just described. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. This is the brand new manufacturing facility that you guys just opened within the last year. Yep. This is where the magic happens. I'll point out our, our hide up there. That's oh. a typical cow hide and you can see the different parts of where we cut the hide from. All these different parts are cut out of different parts of the hide. Wow. You smell that? Yeah, I do smell that. <laughs> you smell that leather? I told you. Wow. It's like instantaneous. How many do you produce a day? Right now, between two factories, it's about 2,500 pair. A day? Yeah. And what you're walking into now is the, is the raw material warehouse. So everything here will be racked and put on a, what we call a saddle and then brought out to the factory for production. This will make eight case of shoes. A case of yeah. shoes. So this will make 12 pairs. This is an 834-6325. So this is going to be a black postal shoe. So I want to show you what a typical cowhide looks like. This is a piece of our tobacco badlands. That's what I'm wearing? That's what you're wearing. The cutting board This area. is the inspection for leather area as well as our textile cutting area. There's no other way to get this. This is this has been the same leather for. This is we've been getting leathers tanned since the early 1900s. There's no other technology involved. You ever use deer leather? We have not. We use kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yeah. I would have guessed kangaroo like three days from now at this point. This machine runs about two or three days a week, and it can cut everything we need in one day. What we need in a month. Of course. It, it cuts everything. Technology has probably changed how you build shoes or make shoes over the course of the last 130 years. But at the end of the day, a shoe is a shoe is a shoe, is it not? A shoe is a shoe is a shoe at the end of the day, absolutely. You can design different ways of shoes and you can use different materials, but when it comes to putting the shoe together, you're either going to Goodyear weld it, which we do in this factory, you're going to cement it, or you're going to direct inject. Wow. What we're doing here is we're entering the cutting room. And what the ladies are doing is they're taking the hides off the saddle, they'll put it on their cutting board, they grab the dies from the die area for the shoe that they want, and they'll cut, they'll hand cut these components out. Wow. Hand cutting at the end of the day. Yeah. All right, Dick, this is the oldie but a goodie here. What year? Yeah. So this... 1893? Yeah. What? Yeah. So this machine does this stitch. Yeah. That's the three needle purity wow. stitch. It's an accent stitch. It doesn't stitch any two pieces of leather together. It's an appeal that makes this silhouette iconic. Wow. Ugh. Right there. Yeah, right there. And it's three needle. Yeah. It's through the... Th this shoe came through that machine? Yeah. Well. At one point in time. Wow. I wonder how many hands have been on this oh, machine. Oh, I... Think of how many shoes it's made. The stories that this machine could tell. Yeah. And like I say, there's only two people that can run this. And what Brittany's doing over here is Brittany's doing the, the mock. So she'll take it from this, because it's been embossed, yeah. to this. Yeah. I see that. What's after this? They finish them up, they put the laces in, they put the tags on in a basic six-inch boot. 
there's going to be roughly 60 people that'll touch that product and wow. 115 operations. Now so yeah, done. now this is done. This, this is done. This is done. Ironically, in the process of making boots here at Thoroughgood, this is where it ends. And literally, what, 21 days, man, this is where your career ends. This is where it's going to end. Well, this has really been a pleasure. Thank you for walking us around and telling us your story and then telling the Thoroughgood story, because I don't think you can tell your story without telling this story. You're you know right, I mean? you're right. Um, really, it's, really cool. It's been definitely part of my life and a yeah. really, really good part of it. Yeah, you leave it in a good place. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate this. Thank Thanks you. for having us. You bet. You landed here in your mid-30s. I did. Yeah, I did the math while you were talking. <laughs> I was wafting and I you, looked over and she was laughing at me. You tell people you're from Wisconsin, the first thing they say is, Oh, is that by Chicago? It's like, no, I'm, I'm north of Chicago. Oh, you're in Canada? Are you a double knotter? I am, but not that way. What do you mean, not that way? Do, do what you're going to do, but you do your bunny ears. You know, you were, you were in I was all right, right? Yep. Bunny ears. Okay. No, no, no. See, you're doing it backwards. How many pairs of boots did you go through in 27 <laughs> years? Well, I'm not a Mel DeMarcos. That ties up episode nine of inside wisconsin's deeper roots with blaine's farm and fleet dad joke had to if you have a deeper root story that you would like us to share we're listening just go and fill out the form on the website farmandfleet.com slash deeper roots we want to tell your story just go fill out the form let us know if you'd like to learn more about thoroughgood's incredible boot making legacy up there in merrill check them out online thoroughgoodusa.com and as always remember to like us on youtube and hit subscribe and and if you're listening to the podcast, go leave us a five-star review here at Inside Wisconsin and Deeper Roots with Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We'll see you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Remember to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, smash the like button, just get with us. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by American Family Insurance, Aaron's Company, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, Capital Credit Union, Festival Foods, Quick Trip, Miller Lite, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, Prevea Health, and the University of Wisconsin-Platteville. Sit down. Sit down.